Ministry Bits, episode 011, recorded March 23rd, 2014. Design with Joey Sparks. Show notes for this episode can be found at chadl.co slash mbits slash 011. Be sure to check out Ministry Bits on Twitter at Ministry Bits, Facebook.com slash Ministry Bits and like our page. And you can also check out Ministry Bits at aimthenetwork.com and follow us on Adventures in Ministry. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. You may delete as appropriate. My name is Chad Lemon. I'm the host of the Ministry Bits podcast here, and joining me today is Joey Sparks. Uh, Joey is the youth minister at the Midway Church of Christ in Jasper, Alabama. And Joey, how in the world are you? I'm doing great. Doing wonderful. Everything Good uh, spring break week. Yeah, <laughs> it's spring break week up here as well, so... Not spring weather, but spring break and uh, having a good time. So I looked out the window this morning, had a few snow flurries up here in Lewisburg. Wow. They had um, snow showers up in Clarksville and Nashville. Uh, I was talking to a, my brother-in-law up there this morning. So very crazy. Um, the, we're actually have a impressive spring, indeed. Yeah, we have a spring retreat this this uh, Friday, and um, I'm wondering if it's going to be too cold for the spring retreat. I thought. Planning it a week or two later would be it would be great, but this winter just won't end. That's right. Uh, everything okay down there in Alabama? You, how long have you how long have you been down there at Midway? Yeah, everything is great. Uh, we've actually been here for uh, going on eleven years, so uh, it's been been great. Started in June of uh, of two thousand three, and uh, things are things are good. Very very have good. a have a ten month old daughter, and so that's. Uh, Rocked our world for the past 10 months and been oh, wonderful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That changes everything when you have a kid. I'm about to have a second, so that's going to change everything again yep. next next month. That's so. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good. And good, glad your good family's doing good. Glad your uh, congregation's doing good. And we're going to talk today with you about um, technology. Obviously, this podcast about technology and how to use technology for the glory of God in our, our ministries. And, uh, Joey, we just want to talk to you about uh, today how... First of all, you said you've been at Midway eleven years. Uh, there's right. been a, there's been a lot of changes in technology since two thousand three. Tell us about how uh, some of your, uh, I guess, some of the ways that you have used technology in your ministry have changed just in the last ten years. Sure, I think you know most noticeable is how visually it's changed. There's continually a growing interest and emphasis on the visual. And so when we started, you know, I would use, uh, not all the time, but sometimes use the transparencies on the overhead projector. And then uh, a year or two after we'd been here, they installed the the uh, projectors for for the screens and stuff. And so we've switched to the more visual side of those things in terms of worship and Bible class. Uh, but now it's even transitioned into where the visual is in their pockets, uh-huh. is in our kids and our parents' pockets on their iPhones or their their phones or their tablets. And so 
we've got uh, things like Instagram and then Facebook with a greater emphasis on pictures and stuff. And so that transition from you know a more archaic a way to appeal to the visual side of things all the way to to very personal now. Um, and so that's probably the biggest thing I've noticed, but obviously it also impacts uh, communication in terms of texting and, and getting the word out and, and being able to uh, to communicate details and, and communicate encouragement, those kind of things. Uh, but those are the two main things I've noticed that have changed over the years. Do you, do you think it's become more of a, uh, in youth ministry specifically, do you think it's become more of a distraction or more of a tool um, I guess to help us. Well, it's it's probably tough for me to say as a whole. I think it's always helpful for us to go back and look in the mirror and make sure it's actually serving as a tool. Mm -hmm. um, it can definitely become a distraction. But the other side of that is, you know, this is the world they're living in, the students that we're reaching, and even the parents. It's not just the students that are living in this technological world, and so. Uh, you know, if we're not appealing to them in those areas, then we're missing out on opportunities to reach them. And and so I think um, I, I can't diagnose whether it's one way or the other, but I do think we have a responsibility to make sure that we're using it as a tool and, and do whatever it takes to use it, to use it effectively, to, to make it cost effective and all that, but to, to suck it up and do it, figure out a way to, to reach them with these various methods. Exactly, and and that's one of the major concerns I think in in the church today is is that you know we we might be leaning on technology too much and not necessarily enough on the Word of God and practical things and and you know we've come a long way from flannel boards and uh, and transparencies, uh, but at the same time I'd say you know and you may agree or disagree with me here the interactivity you know that we can provide with lessons, with, with teaching classes, with all sorts of different things uh, on social media and even in the classroom, I think is, is really, really great right now. Absolutely. Yeah. You, I mean, we have an opportunity to, to do things that we've never, never been able to do before or at least to do something we've been doing and do it more efficiently. And so I think if, we, if it passes one of those two tests and it's something God expects us to do, then uh, and I think it's a it's a, a worthwhile cause for us to to do. And, and there are people all around us in culture that are winning with technology that we can can look to, and and they're not uh, you know they're they're appealing to the mass uh, with these new methods, and and the church doesn't have to be different in that. It can it can learn from people who are winning, even if they're in the world. Just. Uh, obviously continuing to, to lean on truth. and Yeah, I think um, that's an important, uh, very important lesson that we need to learn. We need to take the best of what's out there uh, and see how people are using technology in uh, in mass media and social media, did those different things, and, and apply some of that to the church, apply some of that to the Word of God. I think God, um, you know, kind of expects us to use the tools uh, at our disposal. I, I think He expects us to use the, the Internet and, and the all these different tools that we have um, at our disposal to to make sure that, that the the gospel is preached to to the most amount of people that it possibly can be. Absolutely, I agree with that completely. So let's just kind of go go through that real fast and and start off yep. by saying what are you using in your classroom, uh, and what have you found or what have you think that you want to use in your classroom 
uh, to get kind of some of that interactivity going? And how do you how are you communicating with your students? What what specific things are you using? Uh, yeah, well, I would just say that for me, it's worked best just to keep everything mixed up and different yeah. and not get locked into one way. And so, you know, sometimes that is a, a PowerPoint-like presentation. Uh, you know, sometimes maybe it's fill in the blanks. Sometimes it's maybe trying to use the um, the U version live. Yeah. Uh huh. You know, you keep keep them guessing and keep it, uh, and not just keep it random for the sake of being random. But if you can tie a method into the content, you know, a way that works best for the content that you're doing. You know, I think that's important. Um, one thing that I've tried to, to be consistent on this year is um, is trying to integrate everything that we're talking about into not just the class but the entire week. And so um, as a church, actually, all of our adult classes and our teen class, the topics for Sunday morning Bible class are the same as that Sunday morning sermon. So you have saturation and some overlap, which is intentional. And so during the week, I've always tried to text out verses in the mornings to our students, uh, school school day mornings. And so um, the verses I've been texting out have been verses that relate to the lesson we just talked about, you know, integrating, reinforcing the passages and the messages from Sunday morning into their Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then so I've also con added to that the uh, the Instagram angle so they get the verse as a text but then they get a link to the verse in Instagram and if they're just casually surfing Instagram then uh, then they see it there too so it's it's trying to to see that that scripture and God's truth in scripture impacts every day yeah. and let's remember it every day and let it guide us every day instead of trying to keep it segregated to certain times of the week Just and so Sundays I think that, Wednesdays, yeah. yeah that's been my most recent kind of realization about what technology can do for us and that's to to make the week integrated or, or the, the truths integrated throughout the week and so that's what one of the things I've been trying to uh, to do better uh, because of that realization so uh, you mentioned two kind of things right there, YouVersion Live and, and Instagram, obviously. And I think people are f vaguely familiar with Instagram, at least most of our listeners are. But let's talk about the YouVersion thing first. Uh, how exactly are you um, using that in your classroom? Well, I'm not using it as often as it may have sounded by me mentioning it. <laughs> yeah, you and you and you ran but, a, and you I, I don't use it every week either because kids yeah. will always get tired of it. Yeah, yeah, but it's a it's an interesting idea and tool, and we've used it, but uh, it's not my most common thing to use. But you know, it's it's really cool that they can pull something up on their device, and and it be directly them. Yeah. And so I love that idea, and you can integrate passages with your points, and even get feedback from them, which is sometimes helpful. So. Um, you know, I'm not an expert on it by any means, and I wish that it was. It kind of went over better than it has when I've used it, but it's still a, a good tool. Yeah, for for sure. And there's a lot of people that really uh, use it and like it. I know Dale Jenkins uses it, yeah. and loves it, and and Absolutely. Jerry Elder loves it and everything. But uh, talking about Instagram, you you I've yeah. seen you, people can check out your feed on Instagram. Right. I, you're Joey Sparks on Insta Instagram. Correct. Okay. Correct. Joey Sparks on both Instagram and Twitter. Okay. So. 
and and you can check out his stuff and he he tweets out all these images that have the scriptures on them to basically just like you said reinforce what uh, has been taught and everything and those are like yeah. colorful those are graphically uh, appealing and mm-hmm. pleasing and everything and those are really great what are you using to create those well let me let me do a couple of different things and answer that question okay um there's one app that i have used it's called pick art p i c a r t it's it's easy to use and it's it, it's iOS. I mean, straight on your device, so you can go straight from it to Instagram. So that's a that's a plus. It is. Um, it doesn't have as many fonts as I would like for it to have, but that's probably the biggest kind of negative. It can do a lot of different things for you, and so I think that's the easiest route. And I, I need to give a shout out to one of my teenagers who told me about that app, and she's the one that really kind of started doing a verse. Um, related to our lessons and putting it on, on Instagram. So I thank, I thank her for doing that. And that causes me to remember that as much as I love technology and then, you know, feel equipped to do a lot with it, our teenagers and even our young adults are really technology experts. They come out of the womb and the, they're, you know, in exposed to technology in every direction. And sometimes we miss, things that we should see in terms of how to use technology if we don't bounce things off of them or don't ask them to help. And I think the church as a whole could could grow a lot in terms of technology if we'll lean on our teenagers and lean on our, our young adults. And, and it's perfect ways for us to engage them, which is what they're wanting. You know, they're feeling sometimes yeah. left out and I don't have a role, I don't have a place. You know, and and we use them in ways that they're already well equipped to to serve, and um, basically, and so meeting, I think that me, basically oh, I've very, heard the term meeting them where they are. Basically, yeah, sure, they're already there. They're already going to be yeah. on Instagrams, uh, you know, <laughs> sharing their selfies and everything. Yeah. Why not meet them there and say, "Wow, that's in." You know, I've seen um, just talking about my own ministry. I've seen an uptick in the attendance level on some of our our you know normal activities. Just because I've been putting a picture uh, on Instagram yeah. to to let all ever all the kids see it and everything, they see that right. and they're more aware of it. So yeah, right. uh, Instagram is one of those things that we may not think about as a tool to be used for ministry, but obviously you are utilizing it. I am, and I'm sure many other people are. It's really really great because the yeah. kids are there. Yeah, right, absolutely. So so instead of you know somebody says, well, I don't have time to do Instagram in addition to all this. Okay, well you don't. That's fine. Yeah. Put the bullet in your teenagers' hands and let them do it. You yeah. know, let them you know, oversee it a little bit, but uh, you know, let them run with it and let them be creative. Uh, and I found out about that app from from my my, my teenager, so I it it works well for me when I use it. I prefer though to use Photoshop and, and just create a six, hundred twelve pixel square. Yeah. And um, just export it out and email it to myself. Uh, just since you have so much more control and it looks finished, you know, it's you're always going to get, um, you know, finished design if you if you know what you're doing and use Photoshop. So uh, that's not always the fun answer for non Photoshop people, but that's what I I prefer to use when I can use it. Have you ever used any of the like the Photoshop, uh, the Mac alternatives for Photoshop, like Pixelmator or GIMP or anything? No, not for Mac. No, I uh, once when I got my Mac, I got. I got CS4, you know, at the same time. So as ever since I've had my Mac, I've used Photoshop and Illustrator. 
But when I had my PC, I used GIMP and I used uh, Inkscape. So I really cut my teeth, um, especially on the vector side with Inkscape, really cut my teeth on those free programs. Uh, but I think they're also a little more frustrating, and maybe that helped me to learn better because I had to, to kind of push harder. But, um, you know, they're, they're quality, and, and there's more and more that's coming out there. I don't know about the aviary suite. I haven't checked on it lately, but it was intended to be a free replacement for those. But, um, you yeah. know, they're out there, and I think if you they're, they're probably good to check out if you have no experience whatsoever with those high-end programs just uh -huh. so you don't – dump a couple hundred bucks and then, whoa, I don't want to learn this. Yeah. And Photoshop is, I equate it to, you know, there's a million ways to do one thing, you know, there's like sure. so many different ways to do the thing that you want to do. And, yeah. uh, and that's fine. But I grew up on Photoshop. There's a lot of people that don't know Photoshop and, you know, uh, GIMP is actually a really good alternative to that. And it's not very pricey. It's like 10 or 15 bucks and it's available on Windows and, and PC as well. So if you want to get started in kind of photo editing and putting together simple photo edits like uh, Joey's uh, scriptures on, on Instagram, uh, that, I mean, that's simple stuff. This is, we're not talking hardcore editing here. We're just talking stuff that looks yeah. professional. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. yeah. And it's mainly playing around with, with layers, mm -hmm. uh, layer styles and, and, uh, maybe a few blending options, but for me, it's mainly layer styles, and um, and that's that's about it. You know, you don't have to get too in depth for stuff like that. You're right. You're absolutely right. And I have, you know, I do on Photoshop. I do a two thousand by two thousand. You know, um, you know, three seventy two DPI square image, mm -hmm. and I put that on Facebook. And then when I put it on Facebook uh, from my computer, I can actually copy it and download it to my phone. Mm -hmm. And then once it's in my camera roll on my phone or my on my iPad, I can put it right on Instagram. So that's kind of the, right. the way that I do that as well. That's really cool. It's really cool. So what other um, now when you talking about the classroom here, um, do you use any kind of tablet or iPad to to teach from? Or are you just a paper and pen kind of guy, or what? Uh, normally, I end up rolling with paper and pen, um, but I, I've played around with it some. In terms of teaching, I'm better just to to have the text in front of me, and most of the time when I have the paper in front of me, it's the notes that the students have, so I know what they're they're looking at. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, I, when I've taught from my tablet or from my, my iPad Mini, it's what I I have and love. Um, and when I preach from it. I've used Evernote and just went into presentation mode in that note. And I do all my word processing in Evernote, and I can export it out however I want, copy and paste it out however I want to use it in other documents. But I type it originally there so I can format it how I want in terms of colors and size of fonts and all that, and uh, then just go full screen with it in Evernote. And uh, that's, that's how I have done it in the past. To me, it's more of a distraction. I'd rather go without notes altogether or just a few jotted down on paper to, to kind of guide me. But so you're one of those guys that doesn't have to really have notes to teach. You you kind of see I have to have like notes right in front of me, almost spelled out, so I don't lose track of what I'm doing. Right. Well, I'm you know I I've done it every kind of every way it seems, but I'm less distracted when I don't have to follow everything I'm going to say. Yeah. And the downside of that is is normally I have to put in some preparation in terms of practicing and, and going over it several times to get there. So if my time management's not been great, then 
that may not be possible, but um, I prefer to, to go noteless or at least kind of minimal outline kind of type notes. So you said you have a, a iPad uh, mini. You have the first Correct. the first gen, the non-retina? Uh, yeah, it's non-retina, yeah. That's still a great little tablet. Um, and what do you have? Is it, Do you have a Mac or do you have a PC or what? Yeah, I have a, a 2009 MacBook, the first uh, edition of the aluminum unibody, and it's still going strong, holding up great. Good. So uh, I do not have an iPhone, and I, I kind of wish that I did, but we're trying to do the whole get-out-of-debt thing and, and all that, so we're using Straight Talk, and I've got a Android, but it's literally a piece of junk. <laughs> um, so I call, I call and I text from it. Um, and if I get really bored in a place that doesn't have Wi-Fi, I can sometimes sort of check Twitter on it, but that's about it. <laughs> I can access Instagram enough to copy the URL to that photo to text out, but that's about it. Um, but yeah, I'm a I feel like I'm a Mac guy and love everything they do, and um, it's a big big proponent of it. So what would you say? Um, what would you say as far as by far the the best? I guess the best tool that you're using, the best app that you're using, maybe the one that you use every single day. Uh, what would you say that is? Well, it's definitely Evernote, and uh, it, it's amazing how simple it is, and, and yet how much it can do for you. And um, in terms of of just keeping track of record keeping stuff like mileage or expenses, in terms of um, to do lists, even you know, I do all my word processing there first. So that it's it's kind of backed up as I type it, and then it's also obviously uh, synced across all the devices. Um, you know, tagging in terms of, of being able to go back and find it later, and then the text itself is searchable, and the text and pictures is searchable even. And so, um, and the space is is virtually unlimited. It's not unlimited, but I've never come close to using all the space that they. Provide. Um, are you a are you a pro user? I let that. I, I was, and then I've let it slide, and I've just not. Uh, I'm not upgraded back again. But um, but you yeah, still I don't hit the threshold, it. though. What's that? You still don't hit the threshold when you're. No, I still haven't hit the, the space threshold. Um, well, that's good. You know the yeah the I really don't know how I haven't, but you know, the sharing aspect is a huge plus to the pro user, and then the presentation mode is much better if you're a pro user. A couple other things that, that make it worth it, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, that's, you know, that's the one thing that I I lean on more than anything else. Is it really your catch-everything app? I mean, is it, do you do you take, do you just put everything in it? That, I mean, Evernote's... Uh, I try to. You try to? Yeah, I mean, if I, if, if I jot down... You know, an, an illustration idea, or you know, some thought about a passage that hits me. You know, that the first thing I try to do with that digitally is to get it to Evernote, just so that you know, if I'm working on a lesson, hopefully I can go back and remember to go to that tag. And you know, it's still not 100% uh, error proof because it requires a user to remember to do it. But yeah. Um, to me, it's it's it works really well in terms of getting everything in the same place, so that hopefully you can put pieces together uh, when the time comes that you need it. And that stuff is everywhere. It, you like you said, it syncs to all the devices, and you can get to it uh, yep. pretty much. You can even log onto the internet and get to it on your Evernote yep. account on there too. So, really, really great. Yeah, if service. you're some hotel, 
something. Yeah. Yep, 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 exactly. What other than that, like you say Evernote's your top app, let's go with about uh, three or four different more apps that maybe you use, whether that be on your, uh, on your iPad mini or on your Mac or anything like that. Just tell us about some of the things that you use uh, quite frequently, maybe your top four uh, favorite apps. Okay, well, let, let, let's talk Bible stuff real quick. Okay. And uh, I've got three that I'll throw out there, but mm-hmm. I'll just kind of count this as, as one app. But I think the ESV, just native ESV app itself is really helpful because it does not require you to be on the Internet. Exactly. It's, I love it that one. It works really easily. Its search function is great. Uh, so I, I think that's a great necessary tool to have. Um, I use Logos as my Bible study software, and really – as far as user experience, I enjoy the iOS app better than I do my my laptop. My, my That's really great. MacBook app. It's just really easy. It's attractive. It's fun. And um, so, you know, if if you're a Logos user, and I know it's it's cost prohibitive for some people probably, but uh, I would definitely recommend you know be sure that you you've got it all synchronized on your devices that way. And then uh, version obviously, I think is 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 a good standard free heavy hitter Bible app with all the different versions and uh, the reading plans are helpful if to get you going in terms of daily reading and then obviously the live aspect can be helpful too but um, that's kind of the three headed monster I think of in terms of Bible apps um, I'm a big fan of Google Drive and and I still use Dropbox some but I've I've personally try to use Google Drive whenever I can. Sometimes I'll use Dropbox for for other projects to the people, but what so I use that. Prefer, app. What makes you prefer Google Drive over over Dropbox? Just curious. it's already it's all Google. I mean, it's already all Google. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It, it's so much easier to share things uh, with it because it's already integrated into your email and all that, and um, and obviously more space off the the top is a nice plus too. Did you see uh, the? But new, it seems the easier. It doesn't to me. Doesn't. I'm sorry. Yeah, I did solve. You know, they dropped those. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, that's a uh, that's pretty amazing to get. What is it? A hundred gigabytes for two bucks a month? Like I two, mean, two bucks that's, a month. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Really impressive. Yep, and it doesn't hog your bandwidth and just sit there when you know, like Dropbox does sometimes. So yeah, and the app works really smoothly. Um, I'm a big fan of Spotify. I am a pro premium user on Spotify, so it's just like ten bucks a month, and that's not just for personal music listening. But I love using it in in ministry, especially youth ministry, because um, you know bus time is an awesome time to to utilize the radio and music. And so you know we did our retreat back in January. We did it about fear and faith, their connection to each other. And so I created a playlist of maybe you know thirty songs, and uh, all you know similar to that theme of fear and faith and surviving and pushing forward, and uh, you know non-religious songs just popular songs and so I didn't have to buy any of those songs I just created that playlist and as a premium user you can um, you can set it up to where you can listen to them offline you don't have to be on the internet and so on the bus I can roll that playlist and that sets the tone for the whole weekend and and I never had I didn't have to buy thirty dollars worth of songs I just pay the premium a month and um, do that with all sorts of things Very um, cool. with the kids I think you know, share. You can share. There's, I think, all of Zoe Group's music is on there, so you can find songs that relate to your lesson in Bible class, and you know, share that playlist with your kids. Easy way to share songs. You're trying to learn new songs that way. That's so. Really, I mean, I think that's really cool. 
my mind's been blown by how many ways I can use that to uh, in youth ministry, even though it's it's music, you know, it's it's been helpful. Um, let's see, maybe one more. Okay. I don't really use it a lot, but there's a new app called OK Do This. <laughs> OK Do This. It's a photography app, kind of like Instagram, but it gives you challenges and and um, things to to do and take a picture of it. And so I think that's a really neat concept in terms of youth ministry because it's kind of like the whole scavenger hunt thing. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. But it's already it's already set up, you know. So take a picture of something that's round. You take a picture of something that's round, and people vote on it or whatever, like it, share it, whatnot. Um, and so I think we could get really creative in terms of of don't just take a picture, but take a picture of something specific because it relates to, to whatever else you're doing. So I love the, the concept behind that app. And It's uh, called OK Do This, three different words. It looks like it's all one word on my on the oh, description. Okay. Yep. Cool. It was free when I got it. I don't know if it's still free or not, but it was free when I got it. Okay. And we'll have all these links in the show notes, by the way, so no need to write these down or anything. You can head over to... Um, chatl.co slash mbits slash 011 and find all the show notes for that. Anything else, Joey? Anything else you want to mention? Uh, well, I would just say that um, in terms of just to, to hit back on this design stuff real quick, Okay. Um, I think my number one tip for people would be to utilize the people who already do it, like your teenagers, like we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um just because we all can be designers now doesn't mean we all should be. <laughs> That's so true. And, um, very, very true, I guess. And so, uh, you know, I don't want to be mean to people, but there are certain things I don't have any business touching with a 10-foot pole because I'm not good at it. And that would be a waste of time for me to try to get good at it. So just because you can download cool fonts or whatever it is you you know you want to do, it doesn't mean you have to. And uh, we don't have to look old and archaic in terms of what the church produces, and I hope that we'll get out of that. Some people will, but I also think you know let's let's be calculated in who we get to do stuff, and let's make sure it looks fresh, it looks good, it looks modern, thoughtfully designed. Yeah, you know, instead of cluttered or you know, and and the third thing I would say in terms of design is let's let's uh, challenge ourselves to be original as much as we can. You know, instead of starting with an idea from the world and and saying, well, how can I make a Bible class out of that? Let's start with the text and start with what we want to teach and then use other things from the design world as inspiration to help us. But, uh, you know, let's not just say, well, that'd be an awesome series and let's copy the logo and copy everything about it. The Lord's the one that gave us the ability to be creative and, and he's the one who made the world creative, the people who are using it wrong. So let's challenge ourselves to be creative and original ourselves. I think that's uh, kind of a pet peeve, but I think something that we really could uh, could do better on too. No, I think that's, I think and, that's absolutely wonderful what yeah. you just said, because that I think that may be the cardinal rule of, of ministry and youth ministry is to be original and, and make sure start with the word, not the other way around, you know, and I think that's yeah. a, a great concept and you hear that, a lot these days coming from a lot of different people is start with the word. Don't start with your illustration or your idea. Start with the word and then work out from that. So yeah, great, great, great point. Yeah. Yeah. And if, um, anybody wants to find me, I'm pretty easy to find on Twitter or Instagram, Joey sparks, all one word 
all lowercase. Um, on Facebook too, check it sometimes regularly, but not. I don't try to post a ton. And then uh, I do have a blog, joeysparks.net. I don't always post to it very often, but you're welcome to go there. Uh, one of the most recent posts is almost a year old now, but uh, it's five uh, leadership backgrounds that I created a while back. And so um, you can help yourself to a few freebies if you go to joeysparks.net and uh, check that out there. And like I said before, all these will, links will be in the uh, show notes. And you can find those at chetaldo.co slash mbit slash 011. And those will be direct links right there. Joey, uh, let's have a prayer. And then let's uh, end our show for today. Does that sound good? All sounds great. Okay. Thanks so much. No problem. Let's, uh, let's have a prayer and uh, we'll be done. Dear God and Father in heaven, thank you so much for this wonderful day that you've blessed us with. Thank you so much for uh, the tools and the, the, the talents that we have to use those tools in our ministries and different things and help us to always remember that it does not need to overpower your word and the power of your word, Lord. Please help us to use all these different things and services and, and all these different people in our lives to help us in these ministries, to help uh, further the kingdom of God, to help uh, reach teenagers, to help us reach the people in our congregations uh, through your word. Lord, we thank you so much for Jesus. We thank you so much for his sacrifice. We thank you so much that he set the example for us to follow. And please help us to follow it every single day. It's in Jesus' name that we pray this prayer. Amen. Joey, thank you so much for being on the show, and uh, we really appreciate it. You can find him uh, on Twitter at Joey Sparks, on Instagram at Joey Sparks, and then joeysparks.com. Is that correct? Or not dot net? Dot net. Dot net. Okay, joeysparks.net. And Joey is the youth uh, minister at Midway Church of Christ in Jasper, Alabama. And Joey, thank you so much for being on the show today. You're very welcome. Thank you. Congrats on the podcast, and hope it keeps going along really well for you, man. Well, I really, really appreciate it, and uh, we will say uh, goodbye to you, and uh, thank you so much for listening today, and you guys go out and have a blessed week. Bye-bye.